Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that the first Connect Retreat is ready. It is ready for you to come join, and I am beyond excited because the details that have come together are amazing. It will be July 13th through the 15th in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, my favorite town, which is my hometown, and we are going to get to connect more with ourselves, clearing our mindset blocks so we could be that self-assured mompreneur we know that we're meant to be, connecting more with each other so that we can expand our networks and really feel seen and heard and finally understood, and then also connecting more with our communities and learning how we can become a recognized resource in our space. I have secured the cutest studio apartment for us to do meditation, yoga, breath work, all that mindset kind of work together. And then in the afternoons, we're going to head to some of my favorite restaurants, see a beautiful view, eat some good food, have some good drinks, have lunch and learns, and work on some strategy and implementation. It is going to be two and a half days of soaking up real, true, deep connections connecting more with yourself and getting to meet some amazing like-minded women. You're going to come home from this experience transformed, clear, self-assured, and with a game plan on what to do next. And I would love, love, love to host you there to allow you to see the world that I live in and love and to let you meet the kiddos in our family too. So head to themompreneurguide.com slash retreat to snag your seat. There are only a few seats available. We want to keep this first event more intimate and really curated with just the right women. And we would love for you to be one of them. So make sure you head to that link. And if you do before June 30th, you will also get a thousand dollars off. I cannot wait to host you and see you soon. Now let's hop into today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today I have my new bestie. And when I say bestie, we are like literally twins on. Emily Schwalbach is with us and she is not only an Instagram consultant and social media and business mentor who specializes in making marketing simple, but she's also an amazing mom to three boys and a wife to her hubby, Ryan. Emily and I met through a hysterical reel she posted on Instagram, which I proceeded to share and audio message her that I thought it was genius. And because she is from Indy, which is nearby Cleveland. I also had to ask her if she went to Miami University too, because that's where Colin and I went. And so many women I meet from that Indy area have gone there as well. Well, an hour back and forth conversation later, we realized we are twins, like I said, and had that, did we just become best friends, stepbrothers kind of a moment and the rest is history. So she's already helped me up my Instagram game, like adding my location everywhere. So I can create more connections like we have had. And we even started this conversation around finding your minimum on Instagram. When we went live together, she's hilarious. And so down to earth in a space that is filled with hustle culture. So Emily, thank you so much for being here and sharing your goodness before we hop into how we can do less, but better on Instagram. Can you start? off by sharing your mompreneur story. We'd love to hear where you started and how you got to where you are today. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that little intro. And it just made me (laughs) giggle and laugh because I was on my way to a trip when we were talking. I'm like, Ryan's like, what are you doing? We have to go. And I'm like, no, no, no. I found a Miami alum and she's like a mompreneur and I can't, I'm sorry. 
I have to, I have to finish this conversation. <laughs> we have to talk about it. <laughs> oh, we have to talk about Miami stuff. So yes, that was such a little pleasant surprise in my um, DMS that day. And I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, it's a very strange thing. This whole mompreneur journey, you don't know you're starting one until you're about halfway in it. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> I guess I'm a mompreneur. All right. Well, here we go. Um, I was a kindergarten teacher. I loved it my whole life. When I was in second grade, I said, I'm going to be a teacher. I love it so much. Set forth, went to Miami, early childhood education. The plan was I was going to teach and then have babies and then go back and teach. And when I had my son, I was so fulfilled and I was in love. I mean, come on. When you see your first baby, you're like, what is this love? I don't even know how to manage my heart and all the feels. Um, but I also was kind of sad. I was mourning this like loss of indicator where I wasn't teaching anymore. And, and I did not know how fulfilling that was to be living and, and doing the thing that I believe God called me to be. And that was a teacher for these sweet little kindergartners and these just little babies and teaching them how to be at school and read. It was extremely fulfilling. And I lost that. And it was a very hard year because I didn't want to seem ungrateful for the gift of motherhood. And I didn't want to seem ungrateful for the fact that I could stay home and not have a career because let's face it, what I made was essentially daycare. So it didn't even make sense to go back <laughs> financially anyways, but that was never the plan for me to do anything until we were done having kids. It was just not in our you know, 10, 15 year plan. That was not it. So I had always loved social media. I loved AOL when you would chat and you'd throw up your away <laughs> messages with the up and down letters and the song lyrics, and you'd hope yeah. your crush would see it. And like your inside <laughs> jokes with your friends and you'd mess with your profile and the quotes. And I just loved connecting with people online, even if they were just my friends. And then that moved into Facebook. And I was so excited because when I was going into college, you had to have a college email address to get Facebook that it was only for um, college students. So I was so excited to get on there. And I, again, just loved, loved connecting, loved, you know, writing on my friend's walls. I loved all of it. So after that, I was at home with my baby and my husband was saying that his company needed help with social media. And I was like, ding, 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 please. Can I please do that and have adult conversation? It was such a great thing that I could do from home with my baby, but I had not planned to do that at all. That was not, that was not in the cards, in the plans at all. So I started doing that and then eventually also became a beach body coach, which again was one of those you know, my mom, my husband, they were like, are you sure you can manage it? And I just kept feeling called to do more, but also every time I was felt called to do more, there was this guilt that was increasing. Cause it was like, why is not just being at home with my kids fulfilling me? Why? And, and I felt guilty about it because I thought, dang it, Emily, be grateful. Stop being so selfish. Stop feeling like this. This is crazy. But I just kept listening and following the nudges, which I know all you mompreneurs, like you got to listen to the nudges because they always lead us to the best places. And so once I started Beachbody coaching, I was like, well, I'm being told to send these cold Hey Girl messages and I'm not doing that. So I <laughs> researched and taught myself how to market myself online without doing gross things like that and fell in love with that whole social media marketing, just as I fell in love with Facebook, just as I fell in love with AOL all over again. And I was being asked by people, Hey, can you teach me how to do this? And I was like, for money? Like I'm confused. <laughs> 
you want to pay for me to like, I don't, I'm a kindergarten teacher. They're like, no, no, but you know how to do the boomer. Like it was like stories were very new. This was 2017 ish. And so it was, and I was like, okay, fine. I mean, if you want to pay me. So I had my first client for $35, you would have thought I, I, my SHIT did not stink. I was walking around the whole rest of the day. Like I made $35 by myself. Like it wasn't I didn't sell a challenge pack. I didn't, you know, teach for my blood, sweat and tears. And I just got my regular paycheck. I made this by this thing that I just made up. And I honestly thought that I just made this whole social media consulting thing up. I didn't know there were a lot of people doing that, but at the time <laughs> social media manager was really the only thing that was around it, but I wasn't doing that. I was just helping mm-hmm. people. So lo and behold, I just kept listening, kept listening. And now I've consulted over 500 women. I have a membership with a girl I met through a hashtag. So <laughs> I, if you would have told me when I was teaching, Hey, by the way, you're going to stay home with your baby for a year. And then you're actually going to start a business. I would have laughed in your face. I can't believe I'm on a podcast. Like that's even laughable to me too, (laughs) but it's just that crazy mompreneur journey that you literally do not know what you're doing, but you're like, well, I guess I'm in it. Let's see what happens. And I'm just so proud of you and everyone who's listening for just following that because I know how fulfilled you feel. And if you were like nervous about doing it, that's really a good sign. That means you really should be doing it. So in a long, long nutshell, that's, that's the story. <laughs> no, I love, I love it. And I love what you said there too, because the nudges, I, I often talk about the breadcrumbs of our story and I love how they all piece together. It's like a constellation and it, it just lights up. And if you see my notes, I wrote, it started with teach and it ended with teach mm-hmm. it made like this circle of, you said you wanted to teach babies, then teach again. And that is what you did. You just, you're right. You're you just right. weren't a kindergarten teacher anymore. Yeah. And my students are a lot older and they know exactly. how to read. So exactly. although sometimes I'm sure it's like the Michael Scott moments or explain this to me, like I'm five, please. Like <laughs> so much that you have to share. Explain it to me like I'm five. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's probably pretty accurate. Um, but I love too, that you said you didn't want to seem ungrateful that give me chills because I think it's something that we can all relate to, but nobody else except for moms who are in our position can really understand because mm-hmm. we, and especially I think from where the previous generations, our 100%. parents and our grandparents came from, um, yes. I am lucky enough to be a third generation mompreneur. And so mm-hmm. my family gets it a bit more. Yes. This space is very new. And so oh, there's yeah. a lot of it that they don't get, especially like the group coaching and all of that, that there's a whole new level of stuff where they're like, you're spending that much on a coach. What? Like, <laughs> what, you're what, like is so what are you doing? You're like, just, I'm fine. I'm not, it's, it's, it's not worth it to explain. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's so interesting because we have the opportunity and the freedom as mompreneurs in this stage of our life to live it exactly how we want. Mm-hmm. and the generational, whatever that gets passed down, that's not my area of expertise, but from what I little, the little bit that I know, it's like, yeah. we, we know how, how different it, life used to be not oh, very yeah. long ago. And so I think it's something that we certainly struggle with and that you were kept being called to do more and how amazing on you that you did take that step and listen to 
those nudges and, and those breadcrumbs that all came to be. And so I'm curious when you said that your hubby needed social media help, does he have his own business? Was he already in the yes. entrepreneurial space? Yes. So his parents started a same day delivery business and mm-hmm. the plan was for him not to take it over. But his dad actually told him in college, I don't care what you do, but you're not going to work for me. So it wasn't a, uh, hey, you get to be the VP right out of graduation situation. No, he swept the warehouse floors. He was a driver. He worked in the routing. He worked in sales. He worked all the way up to now be the owner and CEO um, of the company. Very, very proud of him. He has to work very hard Um, and to live up to the legacy. I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm so thankful I don't have to do that. I'm um, going to be a hard pass on that one. (laughs) Yeah, they are so sweet and supportive. But um, yes, so managing the social media, I kind of, it was one, it was a big gig for me Mm -hmm. to be trusted with that. But thank goodness, like logistics and same day delivery isn't too jazzy on Instagram. So I got uh, pulled back a lot from all of my crazy creative ideas. That's, but it's, it helped me because I learned that the more corporate, um, and I don't mean, I say this with love, boring, Mm -hmm. uh, corporate businesses. I don't do well for them because they don't want to do fun things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, And fun, I think is one of the many ways that I would describe, like your reels are amazing. You're always so, yeah, you're, you do just have so much fun and that shows and it shows how social can be used as a good tool because I think oftentimes people, and I hear some groups, not my group, but I hear some groups saying like, oh, social media, this and Instagram that, and like, oh, it's draining. And, and it's cool. Like if you need to unplug, that's totally cool. Nothing against that. I just see it differently. I see mm-hmm. the amazingly fun reels you post. And if you know, Elise Myers, like I just go on just to watch her stuff. Cause she cracks me up. That's just like my daily routine now, just yeah. to get a laugh. And uh-huh. I connect with so many amazing women like you and I connected. When would we have ever, I mean, maybe a Miami alumni thing, but realistically that wasn't going to happen. Like our paths would have never crossed. And we were able to have a quick conversation and like that become so close. And so Mm -hmm. I just see it as such a gift, but I do know that there is the flip side too, where you can get caught in that circle and and spin out or go down that rabbit hole and make it too challenging. I know I've been starting to do reels and I can, my perfectionist side, trying to get the things exactly at the right timing is getting a little out of hand. And then I look up and it's been an hour and I'm like, oh, I should not be spending this long doing this reel. It's <laughs> that so one, the, yeah. So, so I'm really excited for us to take this knowledge that you've had over seven years experience being in social before it was what it is now. And you've <laughs> seen the whole life cycle that this has had. And so I'm curious, like, did you have that time where you were going and doing way too much, then you learned how to pull back. And then that is what you've also then coached your clients through. And, and if so, then we'd love to have a definition around finding your minimum. Oh yes. Oh yes. So when I first started my business, I mean, I had a lot to prove, you know, because people didn't know what it was first off. Um, it's, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that is like trying to explain to people what it is that you do. It's like, that makes you want to do it so good so that your success speaks louder than whatever questions that they had about it. It's like, Oh dang, well, I don't even know what she's doing, but it's working. I had to prove to myself that I could be a mom and run this business. I had to prove to myself that I actually knew what I was doing. Um, I think that one of the things that I have leaned into now more so in the past year or so has been that I don't have the marketing business background. 
at all. But it was really hard for me when I was starting to not have that knowledge to lean on and really kind of come from the school of hard knocks where I'm just kind of like, well, how do you know that? Um, trial and error and Google. I mean, I don't really, mm-hmm. <laughs> it works. It's worked for my clients that I've had and me, but I don't really know. I wasn't as confident in myself. So that, that was created into me posting every single day. In 2018, I just remember every day at the end of the day, I'd be like, well, I have to post. Let's see what this, what's going to come out. Cause I have no idea what I'm going to say every single day. It was exhausting, but I felt like I had really proved myself and if I'm going to do something. I don't have ASS anything. I whole ASS everything mm-hmm. <laughs> just cause you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if everyone's listening with littles. I usually am spelling things, but I use my whole <laughs> rear end when I do things. <laughs> Me too. Um, And so it's like, I went pedal to the metal and I remember it was Christmas of 2018. So it was almost a full year into my business. And Ryan's like, uh, you okay. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not okay at all. I, why is this so hard? Why is Christmas so hard this year? And he's like, well, you have your own business that you're running. And I don't think that you have the boundaries around your phone. I think that you're on it all the time because I thought I had to prove to my clients that I knew what I was doing. So I was answering all their DMS. I had no communication set up. My business was so unorganized, but as as you all know, you just start messy and you just go and you figure it out as you go. I'm just like cringing over here thinking about <laughs> how I would just let my clients talk to me whenever they wanted to at all times. And I wanted to be there for them and I enjoyed it. And I think that's something that's so hard when you love what you do. It's so hard to turn it off. Um, and when we're so lucky to be able to do it from our phones, it's so hard to put that down. So after that, um, I am a hippie Catholic and uh, I like to clarify hippie Catholic here. Um, The following Lenten season, I gave up um, being on my phone from the hours of three to seven. So I would just not be on my phone. I would put my phone away. I would be with present with my boys. Um, and I would, I would post less, um, that, that was what I did. But again, I was called again to slow down even more later in 2019. And that was because I got pregnant. So nudges, nudges, they're just, you got to always listen to them. And then 2020 hit and we all know what that, what happened there. Um, and I almost threw in the towel completely. I had the membership. I had my one-on-one consulting team trainings, my own content to keep up with. I was still managing my husband's company's social as well. And I just thought, I think I'm just going to stop. I think I'm just going to say, Shannon, good luck with the membership. It's been great. Um, Have fun. I'm done. I can't. And some part of me just thought, well, what if you just like do the least? I think that there's so many, so much content out there. That's like do the most and hustle and wake up early and stay up late. And, um, it was really kind of the first time I was like, well, what if I do it differently? And what if I do the least and just see what happens? Mm -hmm. And I survived and I stayed alive in this business game. And yeah, it was such slow growth. I mean, slow growth, but it was growth. And I just learned such a valuable lesson that you are going to have so many seasons with your business and your life. And the beauty of owning your own business is being in control of the pedal. You know where to push on the gas and you know when to put on the brakes and you can control how much you're putting out and how much you're intaking too. I think that's such a big thing that people don't even talk about is like putting these blinders on. Cause when you open up the Instagram app, you are allowing, that is a emotional exchange. Like you are intaking this content without even knowing that it's emotionally exhausting you. So utilizing that unfollow and mute button is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, and through, through the 2020, I kind of just created this 
finding your minimum concept, I'm like, I feel like I can teach this to people because they don't have to do the most. They can do the least and still see a lot of really great conversion. And um, by doing these small, simple strategies that make you like Instagram and like marketing and remembering, I think it's, it's refreshing from my field to be like, Instagram's not it. Like it's not the only thing out there. It is a slice of a, a choice of your marketing puzzle, which is a piece of your whole business pie. So if you're choosing to market on Instagram, great, but like, let's not be so mad and throw our phones because we're so mad at the algorithm and the hashtags and the reels and the, this and the, that there's so much more that goes into your business. So I really like to take people's focus off of Instagram and more onto their business conversion instead of, you know, tactics. And if you post this hashtag at 3 PM and then stand on your head, you'll get more views. Like that's ridiculous. I don't, I don't teach that. The things that I teach are strategies that are tried and true. They work for myself. They work for my clients and they save you time because you don't have time to be on this app all day long. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I, it's interesting. I've been talking about like a soulful strategy a lot because people assume when they start to hear or hear a bit more about what I do or things like Mm -hmm. that, they assume that I'm very strategic, but what I talk about is more about alignment. And I know we had that part of the conversation too, on our Instagram live, which that'll be linked in the show notes. So you guys can all hear it, but it's, it's that like, you got to do what works for you. And especially as mompreneurs. And I think we all come to it a little bit differently Mm -hmm. because we know how limited our time is and we (laughs) hopefully can prioritize better. I mean, I'm all about being present and productive. And so that juggle is real, but, um, I I think that that's such a good point. And I know you saw my face, the eyes that I made when you said about the (laughs) hashtags at a certain time, I can't even, I can't even with that. That's just not even something Mm -hmm. that we need to deal with. And so it's so great to hear a different perspective in this industry, knowing that that other and, and maybe that works for other people, no, no judgment, but for us no. entrepreneurs, that's not going to fly for us. And that's so true. I also wanted to just like touch on a few other points you said, which was that Ryan gave you that perspective of what you were doing in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, I'm Megan. I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm really, <laughs> really hard on it. And that's exactly what Colin does for me too. All the time. He'll be like, look at all that you've done. Like you've been in business for over 10 years. You're doing, you've got little kids, like let's Mm -hmm. take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. And so it's so helpful to have a partner to open our eyes. And then what a big thing that did for you. Like that was the catalyst. Huge. Yeah. That, that put you into let's do the least and see what happens. And what was interesting that you said there was that gas pedal theory, because I think some people would assume that you said, well, I did the last and then I made $10 million and that's the key is to only post once ever. And like, I love how how real you said, no, it was way slower growth, way slow, Mm -hmm. but it worked at that season of your life. Mm -hmm. And in episode number 20 with Grace Blacksey, she talked about a similar concept of just when you think of that analogy of a car and like, that's who we are and at how we are as leaders in our business of we can only go forward, but yes. we can choose to go in the fast lane, the slow lane, the middle lane. We exactly. can choose to get off an exit and take a break or whatever, yeah. but like, we're not going backwards. And so I love mm-hmm. how you kind of continued that analogy of the gas pedal. Well, and how- I are, I'm psychic and I knew to say that. So I, I just keep things on theme here. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. The connections between all the episodes yes. makes my heart sing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love that thought of when to ramp up and when to not. And so I'd love for us to dive into that part of the conversation of 
So how, how do you see the structure working? Do we find our minimum and then we can decipher the season that we're in to decide mm-hmm. what, how that minimum shifts or, mm-hmm. or talk us through what finding our minimum, the, the tactical part of it actually looks like. Yeah. So a big piece of it is really deciding if Instagram specifically is where you even need to be. Um, what I do, um, when I go through this exercise and I'm actually sharing my find your minimum three day email only challenge, no Facebook group, there's nothing. It just gets sent to your email and you just fill out the little papers that are attached to it. Um, but what I do is I, I, you, I ask these questions and you sit there and you think, all right, where do my clients come from? Where are they even coming from? Okay. If they don't come from Instagram, let's not stress out about it. Uh, let's be present there because, you know, you should be, because you're a really good business owner that knows that they need to be present in multiple places, but let's not be mad at it. Like you don't need to worry about reels. You don't need to worry about what hashtags you're using. Let's just be there so that if off chance, someone finds you there, you'll be present and consistent and you'll be there. Um, maybe it's email marketing. Well, then you need to shift your focus on really honing in on your email marketing. And that's what I truly believe in, in what I do. Instagram is not the end all be all. I really want to foster growth with your business, no matter where that may be. So that's why I like to talk to people before I work with them. Cause I'm like, if I'm not for you, like, let's, I, I have a Rolodex, which I know you do too, of people mm-hmm. to help you with all these different things. Um, but I am more, you, you have to keep doing what you're being called to do. And I truly believe in that. And so I want to make sure that it's the right fit. So after you figure out what platform you need to be on, all right, well, what are the moves on the platform that make that conversion happen? Is it talking in the DMs? Is it a really good piece of thoughtful content with a picture of yourself and you're talking about your business journey? Is it you showcasing your services or your products on stories where you get a lot of interaction? You sit and you think, what are those conversion moves that I'm making? And you do more of that and less of everything else. So for me in 2020, when I was finding my own minimum and didn't even know I was doing that, I thought, well, I can handle once a week posting, not once a day. That was 2018. Once a week, I can share to my grid stories. I can keep up with stories. Stories is where I see the most conversion with what I do. It is where I have DM conversations. It it is something that I've done so consistently throughout my business that I can do it quickly. Um, It takes a lot of practice and a lot of time to do that, but it is just something that comes so naturally and easily to me. So I focused on stories and let my grid go pretty much. Sometimes I would post every other week. I mean, it was spare. And for an Instagram consultant, the audacity, like I um, should have been doing more, but I just was like, I will, I'll crash and burn. I'll be done. I mean, I, it's 2020. I have a newborn. I, I can't, I can, I'm barely doggy paddling through this year. Let's just do the least and see what happens. And I still came out just fine. And when it was time to ramp up, I was ready to do so. And I was excited to do so. And I think that's kind of where you said, like, when do you know, you just, you know, you know, when you're like, Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I have the capacity to do this now. And you start slow and you go back in and now I'm to like two or three a week, but some, some weeks I'll be like, did I just post five times a week? Who are you? Like, I never do that, but really figuring out what moves to honestly just grow your business and make more sales those are the moves you want to focus on when you find your minimum. And that's essentially the whole basis of it. I think that's so genius. 
And I love how you said about the make the moves for the conversions, because mm-hmm. I know the conversation that a lot of people have in this space is like, how many followers do you have? And mm-hmm. da, da, how many likes has your real gone viral? And mm-hmm. I roll my eyes personally every time. And it's not even yeah. my, uh-huh. my thing, but it's yep. like, what does the number matter if it doesn't convert mm-hmm. to anything? It does not matter. And so I love how you said that. And I assume that when you're saying this of where are your conversions happening, we need to have a baseline. And most everybody here is an experienced entrepreneur. So you've been doing it for a while. So we could really go back to our old data and see like, okay, what was that stuff? And actually putting the links between, okay, I did this and it resulted in this, not just this happened and we don't know where it came from. And if you are seasoned, let's not just think of where all of your leads come from or all of your business. Let's think of where your ideal client, like your faves, think of like your top three favorite people to work with. How'd they find you? If it was word of mouth, then let's just keep bolstering that client experience. Um, if it was Instagram, let's do those moves that you were making, like I said, but, and and if you are new, then where are you having the conversations about your services and products? Even if they haven't converted yet, what's catching people's eye, that's where you need to go. And that's where you need to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. I also loved something that I've noticed you say a couple of times, but I I think you can attest to shifting out of it, which is the shoulds. You've said you should do this and you should do that. And you thought that to yourself, Yeah, but you've, it seems like in your system, you get to drop the shoulds. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. The shoulds are gone. Yeah. And would you say that that has also helped play into this more consistent and sustainable growth that you've had? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when you drop what everyone says you should be doing. And you think about now you can't just like do whatever you want to do willy nilly. Like, yeah, of course I'd love to just only do stories forever on Instagram, but the grid takes a little more, you know, time and you have to kind of think about it and there's, you know, strategy behind it. I would love to just post stories for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you get to do it your own way and there's no one, there's no one. Yeah. There's best practices, but I love to, when I work with clients and when I work with the members in our membership, I love to give them back the reins. So when I sit down with someone and they're like, well, how often should I post? I always ask, well, how often can you post? I don't know your life. I don't know your business structure. I don't know if you work on Mondays and Wednesdays and Tuesday, Thursdays, you're the computer shut. Like, I don't know what your schedule is. So you tell me, and then we can work from there. So I love to give that's like, if you come to my account, I want to give you like a breath of fresh air, like a relief. Like I want your shoulders to like untense. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, you know what to do. You got this. Like it's all within whatever it is that's bringing your business success. I just kind of help you help you guide, guide you there where you need to be going. Mm-hmm. I think that that's such a great reminder because I think oftentimes we lean into you know, coaches and consultants and things like that. Cause oh, yeah. we feel like, well, we're terrible at this and, and right. we need somebody else's support. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, what makes a good guide and consultant and person in that space is somebody to reflect back and remind oh, yeah. you what you already know. Oh, and yeah. so the fact that you just openly said that hint, hint everybody, if you haven't already figured out, she's amazing. Here's <laughs> another, here's another hint to that one. But I think that that's just so, so important to know, like, you know, what you could do, you know, what you quote unquote should do, you know, what's right for you. And sometimes we just need somebody who's outside of our sphere to remind us of that. Uh And so I think that that's such a great point. So I know we talked a little bit about followers, not equaling success, Mm -hmm. but 
talk to us about knowing more of the conversions and, and how to know if we've like kind of locked in our minimum and we're in a right place or I know as again, perfectionists and overachiever, higher achievers, we could think, well, am I doing enough? Like, yeah. is this minimum actually the minimum or should I be doing a bit more? So how do we kind of lock in on, in, on that? Um, so what I would say is if you can sustain it, like if this is something through the, whatever season you're in, if you are, if you haven't stopped, you found your minimum, <laughs> that's it. If you are, um, seeing conversion with this minimal amount of work that you're doing a lot less. And that's where you may need to find someone to help you with the strategy part of it. Because if you're doing less, but you don't have strategy behind it, that's why I love to think of what are the conversion moves? Because if you're not doing those moves, then you're going to be like, um, Emily, that sucks. That was not a good concept at all. Uh, it's not working. I'm just not doing anything. <laughs> Nothing's happening. <laughs> that would be a problem. So I think this is definitely like a one-on-one type of basis of But if you are not stopping, if you're not overwhelmed, if you actually are enjoying the app again, those are very good signs that you have found your minimum. And again, it changes like it changes month to month, season to season. It it really, truly does. And I'm finding and that's why when you go through my find your minimum um, email challenge you, I suggest like, you can do this whenever you want. Like, this is something that you can come back to and fill out again, because it changes as you shift and you pivot and you listen to the nudges. It might be something that changes. You have no idea. So that's why I I like it because the concept can be applied to anything. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree with that more because So season one of my podcasts, I did it one way where I like recorded them all. And that's all I focused on. I did nothing else. And then season two, I tried to do the same thing and I, it didn't work out. It's every (laughs) Sunday night, quick, quick. I got to edit the podcast. I knew that I was supposed to do it. But then by now season three, I've realized that I have more space, especially because I've done, you know, so many episodes prior to this. Right. And so now I'm doing daily. I'm going to do just for season three. I'm going to try that out for, it's a 90 day segment. And I'm going to see how does that feel? I'm going to try that on. And it was something I had to work up to, but it's the same concept of like, what do I feel like I can sustain in this moment? And also I launched the podcast with a not even one-year-old and a two-year-old. And now my kids are a little bit older. So like, I can, I just have more capacity. I'm in a different seat. Like slightly more breathing room there. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) At the time of this recording, Jack turns three on Sunday and Sophia turns one and a half in a couple of days. And so it's like, yeah, I feel like I could breathe. Once I hit that 15 month mark, I feel like I could breathe a little bit more, (laughs) but um, I'm curious though, for this sustaining it and um, conversion, like Mm -hmm. those are kind of the two key indicators, some of them. But talk about a consistent timeline. Mm-hmm. Like how long are we sustaining to, if we give up, I mean, obviously if we give up after a week, that's a sign right. that it's not good, but, but do you <laughs> find that there's a sweet spot? Like I always love 90 day segments. They seem yeah. to be like enough without being too much. Um, totally. Have you seen a kind of a sweet spot in terms of sustaining it and conversions to have enough data? Would, so I'm a little antsier. Um, <laughs> I like <laughs> to see, and this is in terms of also just like reflecting on social media analytics. I like to do after the month, let's do like a month. How'd that go? Like, where did you get any leads? Okay. Where were they from? Um, looking at your insights. And when you were talking about, um, what, and this is actually what I do with my clients. So you're just like a mind reader, but <laughs> the first thing we do is we sit down and I look at their analytics and I'm like, let's see what's already working. Cause we don't need to reinvent the wheel. So what we do is we go to the insights, we go to the post content, we see what content is getting the most comments because that's engagement. 
and we're seeing what posts are getting the most website taps. So you can actually look and see what pieces of content are getting people to go click the link in your bio. That's conversion. That's so then I'm also saving you time because all we do is rework that. Maybe you posted a really awesome carousel and people were saving it and they were commenting. It was really resonating. Let's make that into a reel. Okay, great. Um, let's put that into your email for your email list. Um, so again, saving time, but also being strategic about it. And it's like so smart because you don't have to rewrite everything. I think the past couple of weeks I've been pulling captions from the last year um, because I'm just like, hey, this stuff was working then. I think it'll work now. Or maybe I'll have to switch around a headline. But really looking at your insights and seeing what's converting is a great way to kind of figure out um, where to go and what your baseline is. And if you are not getting any website taps, well, then let's, let's take a peek at your, at your post content and really see, are you asking the right questions? Are you, um, giving your audience the content in the right way? Cause there are all different kinds of learners. I'm a teacher. So I like to differentiate and Instagram gives you the space to do that. So if you are only posting reels, oh my gosh, please don't don't only do that because that is something that everyone in my field is pushing. And I'm like, no, don't. Cause I know there are those people who are like, I just want to read something. I just want to learn. I just want to read a story. There are people who are still wanting that kind of content and you're leaving them in the dust because you're focused on growth or reels views or all these different standards that don't make any sense for business growth. So please make sure, I mean, that's why Instagram is so overwhelming because it really is like five platforms in one, mm -hmm. um, mix it up. I try to do a post, a reel, um, a carousel. I try to mix up those three things. Um, in my, in a month's time, I try to do like two or three of each of those. Um, but yeah, I would say definitely a month, 60, 90, I would say around there. That's pretty, it's a pretty good indicator of whether your find your minimum strategy that you created for yourself is working or not. Can we talk about that gold right there? Uh, first <laughs> off, I didn't know the website taps. That is so interesting, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I think to take it a little bit into my space of yeah. pulling out the old captions and repurposing them into oh, yeah. new things, because oh, yeah. as somebody who's all about authority building over here, it is consistently sharing the same message Dang, over and over and over. Right. And, and it can be hard, you know, as the authority it could be hard. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, I've said this 10 million times. <laughs> They're going to be annoyed. They don't remember me and my business partner for my membership, Shannon, we edit each other's posts. We will bounce ideas off each other. She'll be, I'm like, that is such a genius tweet graphic. You just said, she was like, Girl, that was from a post from last year. I have no idea. I mean, we are looking at each other's content so closely and we don't even know. So I think that is when you are a creative and a perfectionist, you're thinking, I need to come up with innovative, awesome content all the time. And it's like, no, you're, that's where you burn out too. Like, let's look back and see what's been working and just do that again, because people need to see something It used to be seven. Now it's like 77 times yeah. for it to actually sink in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I know with the pandemic, everything changed and it, it like 
yeah, double, triple that number, which is, which is crazy. But then also we can look at it as a relief of like, well, just keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. How many times do we need to hear, you know, Brene's Brown's message about vulnerability is the same yeah, thing every time. and we eat it up and we could listen to the same thing and not even realize right. until halfway through, oh, I actually think I've heard this before. You said this before, but I still really enjoy it. <laughs> I still, and everything hits you at a different time when you're at a different exactly. stage in your life. And so you still need it. So I think this is straight gold. Emily, can you tell everybody who is listening and they want to know about this email sequence course thing that you're talking about? I'm sure they want to hear about your membership. They need to know all of the next steps to finding their minimum on Instagram so they can be more present and productive. Share with them how they can do that. All right. So we'll share with you the link in the show notes of how to get on the three day find your minimum challenge. It just gets sent to you automatically. It's very nice. Praise be for systems and people who know how to do systems because I do not. And then I also have a Instagram strategy made simple course. I used to meet with people one-on-one for an hour and do little intensives type sessions. And I, I actually just shifted that whole session into a course where you are sitting there feeling like I'm talking to you like this one-on-one. And then if you want to work one-on-one with me, I have a VIP weeks at this moment in time on May 9th, I have three spots left um, for my schedule and I work with you one-on-one for a week. We do it all. It's essentially what a social media manager would do, but managing gives me hives. I do not Mm -hmm. do that. You got to know your strengths. So I give you all the content for you to then implement yourself, which a lot of personal brands enjoy because they're the face of it. And if I'm doing it and it's not you, I help guide you. And then also I have a membership because why not just do all the things. Um, so yes, I started that in 2019 with Shannon McKinstry. It is a social media membership for female entrepreneurs, small business owners. It can be brick and mortar. It can be online. We do caption templates, masterclasses monthly, um, a hashtag vault. If you come into the membership and you're like, uh, I don't, ha- I don't see hashtags for blank. We go and we research it and we put it into the vault for you. Um, the caption templates is what a lot of people come for. We give them 12 to 14 a month where you kind of do it's mad libs and you kind of like put in your oh, own cool. unique stuff. Yeah. But you don't have to think that is what we take away is all of the thinking, the stress. Um, and then community, of course we have an awesome community and we do, uh, two in-person events a year. We're trying to get back to that. That was, that's, was the plan, you know, 2020 got in the way of it, but yeah. So that's all of the, all of the things. I love it real <laughs> quick. Tell them, I saw that you posted on your stories about uh-huh. the, I think it was the most recent one that you did the masterclass about classic marketing or something like that. Yes. Yeah, timeless, timeless marketing strategies because I'm sick and tired of people in my field talking about tactics and they're naming them strategies, but they're tactics. And these are just timeless marketing strategies. We went through all of them, how you can apply them to social media, um, because it's really not as complicated as all these other gurus and quotation marks are making it. And they're stressing my people out and I want everyone to calm down. Mm-hmm. I think that is so smart. And I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I know I messaged you. I, this is genius. This is so smart. So I just, everybody has to hear that. So you can go grab it in the membership because it'll be in the vault, right? Oh yes. Right on demand. So right when you come in, you can watch whatever training you'd like. We, we record them all because we know no, no one can, not everyone can show up live all the time. Exactly. Oh, this is awesome. Well, Emily, let's move into rapid fire questions if yes. you're ready. Yes. yes. I'm so right. ready. Let's do it. So I have found that when it comes to mompreneurship, I view it like there are these three posts 
and I am standing on the bridge above. And the three posts are the three S's to mompreneur with ease, which are strategy, support, and self-care. And when I feel unstable or wobbly or like what in the world is going on in my life, I look to one of those and I need to fill up that cup. So the first question I have for you is what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive? So that would have to be all screens on, all screens off. I have been doing it for a few years. It started because of the um, pandemic, but I think I even did it before then. And it is when me, if I have, I have my youngest at home with me all the time for the most part, but we will be on watching a show and I will be working. So we all have our screens on. I will work. They will be on their iPads. They will be watching a show. All the screens are on. And then after a half hour, 45 minutes, because that's all there attention spans can handle. I will close my computer. I will put away my phone. All screens are off. So then we're all together and we're present because for that first year of business, I was trying to play and work and be present and be productive all at the same time. And it was very stressful. It's <laughs> so a lot. I, my all screens on all screens off works so well so that I can actually get something done and not feel guilty about getting it done. Cause we're all on our screens and then we're all off. I think that's such a smart shift Mm -hmm. because for me, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I have to have, there's my work time and there's my mom time. And when I try to blend the two and sometimes I do, because it's just like, I need a mom connection real quick and I need to like send an audio message, (laughs) but I love this, this thought of, can I do it? Cause I felt like it's creeping in a little bit too much. Like Mm -hmm. I'm one of the mental blocks that I think is actually the hardest thing is the stillness and the presence. Oh my gosh. Yes. We want to be present, but then that is like so much harder sometimes in reality to to do it when we want, like when we're pulled to our brain, I'm going to sit here and really be into cars and I'm not going to think about all of the things I have to do. It's so hard. Or you want to do like, you want to engage your mind in a more challenging uh way. I'm a really bad player. Yeah. So I don't do guys well. So they always are like, we want to play Batman. And what does he say? And I'm like, I always say the wrong thing. I'm like, I'd rather do art or we do plays and performances or something like that. You have to find like your mom strengths and like playing with the guys with the talking. I'm so bad at it. Not you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I I like to do some more chill stuff. And sometimes I just want to like lay around and watch TV with my son and my son will do that. My daughter will not do that. She's like all go all the time. And so my husband's like, I'm ready to play. Let's play. I'm like, great. You go play. Mom needs a break. You get that one. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's just been something that I've thought about recently. That's just so much more challenging than you think. So what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? All right. I mean, gosh, so many, (laughs) I think it's actually a newer one. It's actually my OBM. It's Mm -hmm. my, she is my online business manager And she is, I mean, I don't know what I did before her. And I think I was really nervous to take that plunge for you seasoned mompreneurs. I think it's really hard to go from you doing everything to asking for help. Um, And then like thinking you're worthy enough of help. I think that was another thing too, for me. Um, But gosh, she is just, her brain works so much differently than mine. And I'm so thankful. She is the logistics behind everything that I do and all the things that make me so angry, like Dipsado. (laughs) and <laughs> trying to figure out different back end system things. She just takes all of that away. And I just never knew life as an entrepreneur could be so grand <laughs> without that stuff. I, I love it. Yeah. I think that having that person, I know, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm ready to offload some things that it's just, yes. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to put up the white flag and say, it takes it. a village and yeah, yes. send me more, send me more help. Yes. So it's great to hear that you've had that feeling as well. 
Tell me what's your go-to self-care activity when you have a little me time, what is it that you like to do? Well, okay. A few things I, I have to work out. I usually work out every single morning, Monday through Friday, and then I'll do something physical. I played volleyball in college at Miami. And so physical activity, I, I it's for my like mental sanity, but mm-hmm. like for sure my bathtub, like yes. I'm a tub gal through and through. I don't, my husband's like, you're sitting in your own filth. And I'm like, I don't care. I am. It is like during the pandemic, it was like my second church. Like it was like, (laughs) like, right. That is where I went and no one, just no one come in. And I just, I've always loved tubs and baths. Me me too. I've always been a tub person too. And I like all the bubbles, bubbles. a glass of wine. Maybe I'm listening to a Mm -hmm. podcast. Maybe I'm reading a book. Maybe I'm watching a show, but like, we don't know what we're doing, but it's whatever we want to do. And that's what makes it so magical. It is. It is. (laughs) All right. Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a zoom call with underwear on their heads. What is something that only us mompreneurs can understand? Well, I don't know if all the mompreneurs can understand my situation. (laughs) Um, My oldest uh, is very much a performer. He loves dressing up. This was much more when he was like younger, definitely a pandemic, but to get him through um, all the work I would need him to do to be prepared for, you know, kindergarten that all of a sudden was bestowed upon me. We would look up a face painting person, a character, and we would create the whole face paint in the costume. But many times he will all of a sudden slowly be like coming up in the background of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it'll just be like Jack Sparrow all of a sudden, like with the full beard and eyeliner, like he would do it all himself or like, it'd be like all of a sudden slow-mo Ursula, like, cause he loves to see (laughs) the reflection of himself, but he also is very in character. So like, he would like be the person on the background of my calls and thank goodness I work with the most amazing people who loved seeing him and would not care, but Oh my gosh. He was just, you just never knew what guy you were going (laughs) to. So wait, do do you, does he still perform? Like, do you think he's going to be an actor or like work at Disney or something like that? A bit um, because during a lot of our pandemic performances that we did to just get through um, the time. (laughs) Um, He was a very strict director. So um, he's currently into the horror genre. Oh, fun. (laughs) As an almost eight-year-old, he loves jump scares and he loves Halloween. He loves Uh creepy stuff. So he will be just like randomly telling me all these different premises for movies Mm -hmm. and, and, oh, and then this happened, then this guy jumps out and then he's half cat half this and and it's like all a whole big thing so i i I think he's going to be a director but he says he wants to act he wants to be he wants to star and direct in his own films i love i love the ambition and you know that's the cool thing about the work that we do as monitors is that our kids get to see as being in our child's position i i that was me I know that we get to see all of the possibilities and that we can do that. We can direct and we can Absolutely. act and, and, and also the excitement of who knows when you were his age, you would have never known you were doing what you would be doing now. And so no. it's so exciting to know that whatever is a best fit for him yes. or any of our kids is going to be an opportunity that they can have, especially because we're showing them that they could do anything. So I, yes, I love this story, Emily. This was so amazing. I so appreciate you sharing your expertise and so many amazing insights and all of the mompreneur things. I so, so appreciate you. And I so appreciate your friendship and I'm so excited for everybody to get to hear this. I am so excited that I got to be on here. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I could talk to you all night long. (laughs) Seriously, we We have to cap ourselves all the time. (laughs) We do. do. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Want more? Make sure you subscribe and review so you don't miss a thing. 
Ready to become more self-assured and grounded and get that strategy, support, and self-care that you need to be the best mompreneur that you can be? Make sure you click the link below so that you can apply for our upcoming retreat.